Welcome to Paranormal Almanac. With your host, Kurt Sandvig. I'm your host, Kurt Savick, and welcome to another live bonus quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac. Now, hey, howdy, hi, everybody that's already in the chat room. I love this. Um, just to let you guys know, it is raining like crazy outside right now, so hopefully the power stays on. Hopefully you can hear me and not hear the rain. Uh, I am bundled up. I am drinking tea. I'm not drinking the normal rum because uh, it's flipping cold in this little house here. Hey, howdy, hi to Jen and Robin and Lauren McCune. Hey, hey, and Veronica, I see that. You're going to, ow, you're going to make Alexandra call in. I like that quite a bit. And Susan, and Al, obviously Alexandra's already here. And uh, what else? I think that's it. I think, oh, and Sherry, that's right. Wow, we got a good, uh, good amount of people with us today. And Alicia, hey, howdy, hi. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you guys are liking the new mic and liking the new setup. I'm so sorry about the beginning of the uh, the interview one, the Christian Paranormal episode. I have never, ever had it default to the webcam microphone. Ever. I didn't even know that was a thing that could possibly happen. So I apologize that uh, that one didn't sound as clean and crisp at the very, very beginning, you know, through the... Uh, you know, the paranormal news and the shout outs and all that. I apologize for that, but, um, you know, live and learn. That's how we learn. But I didn't also, I didn't want to spend 20 minutes and redo everything that I just talked about because I, I don't really have a script. Sure, paranormal news, I'm reading along with stuff, but I'm just kind of winging this whole freaking thing all the time. I have an outline, but I don't have a script. So, you know, rethinking of what I just said for 20 minutes and trying to make it sound natural just wasn't something that I really wanted to do. Plus, I really just wanted to get into that interview episode. Uh, yeah, it is common for, uh, for us to have a rainstorm around this time, but it's been a heavy rain. In fact, it was hail uh, just nearby. So, like I said, it's, um, yeah, it's raining pretty hard. Hopefully, you guys can't hear it. Hey, Nico, there you go. See, from Cerritos, California. See, Nico knows what I'm talking about. Um, oh, thank you, Susan. I appreciate it. But yeah, I hope you guys liked that, um, that episode. Hold on, Stitch. I got to move this up. Yeah, I can't move you. All right, fine. I'll move this closer. Um, hopefully you guys liked that Christian Paranormal episode. It was a completely different episode than the normal type. Uh, I thought it was a great conversation, though. I really enjoyed it. I hope to have him back on the show. I've only lost, I think, I think I, I stopped counting after 40 people said they were never listened to Paranormal Almanac again because I'm either pushing Christian ways or I'm pushing Satan's ways. So there was a, it was a nice split between the people and then other people who just said it sounded like shit. So, which it didn't sound like shit. So I don't know what the hell they were talking about, but hope you guys liked it. I I'm, I'm glad the people that did, you know, say like, Hey, I really liked that episode. It was a different episode. I'm glad you liked it. That's all I care about. I'm not, I'm not in this for the haters. There's going to be haters no matter what. So whatever to them, but Hopefully, fingers crossed, I have some other interview episodes coming up very soon. One with an uh, alien abductee that I'm really looking forward to talking with. 
another with a guy that does a ton of paranormal investigations and said some of the stuff he's seen is going to scare the hell out of me. So I'm really looking forward to that one too. And if I can, if, big if, if I can, I'm hoping to have um, the the uh, alien abductee person. I'm hoping to have them on this type of a show so you guys can ask them questions as well. All righty, hold on. Looks like I missed a call. But that's impossible because I don't have the phone set up yet. So I'm not going to worry about that. Speaking of the phones. Oh, Jacob said what he was saying about this world being a matrix leading up to an upper world kind of reminded me what we've what I've heard about, about a fourth dimensional being would work, how that such a being could perceive us in the third before, we, but we couldn't perceive them. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, Veronica, I loved the interview. As a Christian, I loved hearing all his opinions. Didn't agree with them on a lot, but if there was, all, there was also a lot that I hadn't heard before and it got me to think, yeah, that's exactly it. I didn't walk out of there a changed man. I didn't walk out of that interview going, okay, you know, no more swearing for Kurt. Um, Although I am going to try and cut down the swearing just a little bit because I've had a couple of complaints about that too, which I thought was kind of funny. But um, yes, alien abductee. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Let me see if they let me see if they've responded. They might have responded since I've been setting up for this episode. Let's see. Fingers crossed. Yes, she did. Um, yeah. Oh, this is excellent. looks like she's available just about any time. Her name's Lisa. I can't wait for that one. So, uh, yeah, there we go. That one's already in the bag. Uh, like I said, I've also got a couple more uh, interviews coming up, hopefully. Uh, oh, this one I'm very excited about. There is a man named J.W. Ocker who wrote a book about cursed objects. And I love the book. I thought it was fantastic. So I asked if he wanted to be on a guest on the show, and he said yes. So I'm very, I'm looking forward to that one. That's coming up very soon. Another person reached out to me. Um, I don't know what this one's about. But there's three people that have reached out to me about being guests on my show. So again, looking very, I'm very looking forward to some more um, interviews. I really like doing those. I like, I like chatting with you guys and chatting with other people about their stories. Oh yeah, Kara. Yeah, the rain's the rain's hitting hard. Seriously hitting hard. So you got that coming for. Hey, Chris is here. Hey, honey, hi. And Maria's here. Hey, howdy, hi. Josh is here. I like this. All right. Let's get right into it. Phone lines are open. Ashley, that's right. You haven't been here in a hot minute. Um and Stitch is here, just in case anybody was wondering what's going on. Go ahead, Bob. Sorry. Sorry. Um Go ahead. There you go. Uh, but anyhow, the the phone lines are open. So if you guys want to call in, 818-732-9399. We can get this show just going with calls right away. Like I said, Alexandra, I do believe you said you had a, had a story for me, and I want to hear it. You don't have to do it just now, but I do want to hear it. Um, as far as the episode... Go ahead, Stitch. <clears throat> as far as the next episode, I am doing an episode about cursed objects as well, some more cursed objects. But I don't know if I want to combine that into the interview with J.W. Ocker and have it released on its own. I'm still trying to figure that out. So, you know, you might get uh, you might get an episode tomorrow or you might not get an episode until like Tuesday, Wednesday. That's right. I agree with that, Susan. The best star of the, sh- the star of the show, the best part of the show, Stitch. Yep, he had to make his appearance, and he did. He's been underneath uh, underneath a ton of blankets all day because of the rain. So 
Nico, I've got a, I've got stories about a paranormal investigation experience and a past life reveal from a coworker. Call in. Call in 818-732-9399. I'll make it even bigger on the screen just so everybody wants to uh, feel the need to call in. There you go. Yeah, feel free. I would like to hear that, Nico. I really would. I got something to happen to me with the object. Ooh, Maria, call in. <laughs> Jeff, evidently my wedding ring was cursed. Yeah, you know what? Um, I've, I've dated a couple of cursed girls, apparently, so yeah. Did the witchcraft call-in show happen already? It has not. So, Ethan, that's still coming up. I'm still trying to button that all down. But um, you can call in about witchcraft tonight, or you can wait for the witchcraft show, whatever you prefer. Um, plus, after the uh, Paranormal Christian, I thought witchcraft got a little bit of a bad name. That's why I called him out a, a little bit. I thought it got a little bit of a bad name. That's why I was like, no, no, witchcraft does not mean evil, does not mean bad, does not mean anti-Christian. So... Yeah, again, there's a lot of people say they got a lot of cool stories, so here we go. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, Kurt, it's Alexandra. Hey, Alexandra, how are you? I'm good. I, I'm babysitting, so if you see hear kids in the background, I'll, I'm sorry, but it's for Monica's fault for it to be birth to them. Oh, that's no worries. Um, if you hear kids in the background for me, <laughs> please let me know, because they're ghost kids and I do not like them. <laughs> Okay, so I, I moved into a new house, and uh, I had talked about that a little bit last time I called in. Um, but I had bought it, but I hadn't lived there yet. So I've been living there for about two weeks and had some weird stuff happen there. Now, there was Ooh. obviously pets in the house. Um, that was obvious when we pulled up the carpet because there had been pets in the house. Um, <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, I'm going Uh-oh, what happened? Did I lose you already? Oh, no. Call back, Alexandra. Call back. Look, my hands are right here. I swear I didn't hang up. Um, interesting. I don't know what end that was. I hope it's not on my end because of the weather. Because if I can't get calls tonight, this will really dramatically uh, shut down this show. Hello? Hi, I don't know. Maybe the ghost cat doesn't want me to tell my story. Seriously, what the crap? <laughs> Um, but anyway, okay, so I'm working in my office, and usually wherever I am, like, all the pets are the I have three cats and two dogs, and the, um, the, there's two cat boxes in the office where I work. Because I'm there so much of the day, I want an easy place for the cats to go to the bathroom, blah, blah, blah. So this was, I believe, the end of last week. I was working, and I felt the cat rubbing up against my leg, and I was like, ah, that's so nice. And I went to pet him, and there was no one there, and I looked. And all three cats are sleeping in various areas of the office. So it definitely wasn't a cat who rubbed up against me. And this was, uh, my legs were under the desk. So I have two big dogs. They, that wouldn't have been them. And I would have obviously heard them. But, right, so that, you know, you can makes, kind of. What makes you think so, it was a ghost cat and not like some ghost guy reaching out, grabbing you up by the leg? Well, because I'd rather it's cat, I guess. <laughs> sure. um, but also, this is the other thing that happened. And again, it's not that big of a deal, um, but I was in the office working, and I heard a cat using the cat box, and I just looked up to see who it was and counted my cats, and they were all there, oh, not in the wow. cat box. Serious ghost And so cat. I thought, well, I know. And then uh, I, I peeked in the hallway, and the dog, there's one dog sleeping in the hallway and one dog sleeping in the living room, so there, were, there was no other animal messing around in there. And beyond that, I've heard, like, 
what I thought were just an animal racing up and down the hallway, but didn't actually see them, nothing major. But you know what? I'm starting to think, which honestly makes me feel better about myself. So everywhere I've lived, I've had uh, paranormal things happen or what seems to be paranormal things happen. Um, And it makes me feel better because they all are different. So I don't think it's something that's like evil attached to me or something. Oh, no, definitely. I think maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just sensitive to that stuff and I, I notice it and I never really believed in that before, but I don't, I guess that's the only thing I can think of. And I also thought, well, if I'm going to have a ghost cat, at least he uses a cat box, right? I mean, you couldn't (laughs) ask for anything more than that. I was going to say, at least he wanted like pet and just didn't come up and like swipe, you know, swipe across your leg or something. At least you have a friendly ghost cat. But yeah, I definitely think that there is something about that. And I didn't, I, I was the same as you. I didn't like when people said, well, you know, I'm just sensitive. So things just are attracted to me. I always wanted to go like, yeah, BS. But there there does right. seem to be something to that about like, there are certain people that A, attract things. And there's certain people that B, attract good things. Or, you know, like, look, I think every ghost animal is a good ghost animal. I don't see why there would be evil ghost animals. So I like the fact Mm -hmm. that, I mean, I would love to have a ghost cat or dog in the house. I have no problem with that. I don't think Stitch would like it, but I would love it. (laughs) Well, and and that's the thing. I mean, nothing has happened, just so you know, uh, those are the only things that have happened. And also just to follow up on the dog, if you remember, I talked about yeah. the Mandela effect yes. or Matrix, glitch in the Matrix. And I have two brothers who agree with me on the color of the dog, but my mom and stepdad are not budging. They really? believe in what my mom is saying. Yeah, so But we're getting we closer. Be- so you have two brothers now we- that, that are banding with you being like, nope, that's definitely the way. Yes. Now, what about yes. photos? But no pictures. No, yeah. I have looked everywhere and I've asked everybody. But I'm still unpacking, and I'm hoping I will find some long-lost pictures that the dog will be in one of them. I, you know what? Hope. You, I seriously hope so because, and, I, I mean, I'm all on your side, but what, do, what is going to happen if you get the photo? I think I asked this prior before, but I, I don't recall the answer. What's going to happen if you look at the photo and the dog is a different color than what it should be than what you remember than what you and your brother I really remember. will I will be a very firm believer in the glitch in the matrix because I am telling you I know that dog I remember him he was the first dog we ever had I remember him very well there is no way that dog looks the way my mom remembers him all right for the so skeptic, I don't think a picture would listening. even change my mind Oh, Alexandra, right. all your picture right. albums are in your front closet in the gray tote. Oh, I love this. Veronica's giving us, like, clues of where the stuff you can find it. Um, <laughs> That's because right. she's unpacking and painting my house for me, so <laughs> she knows more about my house than I do right now. So for the skeptic, how did you ask your brother, your brothers, about the dog? I said, do you remember our dog, Fido? They both said, of course. And I said, I... Mom and I disagree about what he looked like. Can you describe him? Ooh, good. That's, that's perfect. All I put there. Perfect. Yeah. You didn't go like and well, he was black, right? Or he was tan, right? Like you 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 left it open ended. That's the way to do it. That's a good job. I like that. Right. And my older brother, there was no hesitation. He said, Oh, he looked like this and this was what kind of a dog he was like. And 
he would remember him the best. I mean, he and I, we were there the whole time we had the dog and we were older. My brother, who's younger than me, he said, I think he looked like this. And the way I remember it. And then when I said, well, mom thinks he looked like this. And he said, mm, it's possible. But oh. that wasn't his first memory. All so right, but he's open to he, the chance. But he was pretty young. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. There's reasons then. But I was going to say, so he's open to yeah, the chance that it might be different. Oh, five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, no, I don't, he is. I don't, I don't, I don't count, uh, I don't give any credibility to a five-year-old's memory on a color of a dog, so. <laughs> right. But then part of it is, well, his first instinct was how I described it without me prodding him or anything. Sure. So there was a little part of his brain that remembered it. And, um, you know. I don't know. I'm still, it still is bothering me a lot because I just don't understand how my mom, a rational, intelligent person, could be so positive and be so wrong. Um, so <laughs> and be so maybe wrong neither of us exactly. is wrong. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. And be so wrong is definitely the way to do it. Uh, no, right, that's exactly right, right, right. it, though. How, I mean, look, if, if you guys all said to me, well, you know, Stitch is a black dog, I'd be like, or if you said, like, Stitch is a golden retriever, I'd be like, no, come right. fuck you. No, not even remotely. <laughs> That's not even close to possible. Yeah. Uh, I love well, it. So you got to find us the, you got to find us the photos, either you or Veronica, you have to find us the photo. I will. I'll look. Now, I really, I remember there is one photo. We just didn't take a lot of pictures when we were younger. And we had a flood at our house that ruined a lot of our stuff. So I just don't think anything exists. But I do remember a picture of my brother and him. And my brother's holding like a robot from uh, Lost in Space. So I remember that picture. So hopefully it exists somewhere. I It has to. I mean, come on. You can't leave us. You can't set us up for two episodes now about this and then, and then not have any resolution on what the color of the dog was. Um, for those that are, that well, are new to this. it's still bothering me. Well, yeah, as well as it should. Now it's bothering me. Now you did that to me. Come on. Um, but for those that are just joining us or, have, or don't know what we're really talking about, this is a very glitch in the matrix or Mandela effect uh, situation happening right here to one of the listeners about the color of her dog that she had growing up. So, again, it's a very, I almost said a very black or white situation, but then I'm not, it's not, that's not what I meant. A very cut or dry, very clear memory of what the color of the dog should be. So, yes, there is supposed to be, someone just said, isn't there supposed to be a Glitch in the Matrix episode? Yes, there is. There's going to be a Glitch in the Matrix episode, I promise you. But it could be this one. You guys all start calling in with your Glitches in the Matrix. You will make this the Glitches in the Matrix episode, and it'll go along with what, what she's talking about right here, right now. All right, now that we're well, all caught I just up. wanted to, I just wanted to real quick call in about my new ghost and the old Matrix. Um, but I hope everybody has a great night. I'm really excited to hear more stories. Oh, oh, me too. And I gotta say, I love the ghost cat. I really do. Um, <laughs> ooh, you know what you gotta do is you gotta put a little catnip out and see if the ghost cats go just as crazy as real cats for for catnip. Oh, that's a good idea. See? That's a very good idea. Always thinking. Maybe always want to get stuff wired. Make your house get all crazy <laughs> poltergeist cat. Um, no, thank you so much for calling in. I always love hearing from you. You know that. But again, you got to find us this photo. It's it's now imperative you I'll find look. us this photo. I'll keep looking. 
And if you're right, and if you're half night. faded out, if you're half faded out like Marty McFly in that one photo, then that'll be even more telling. Uh, but yes, thank you. Have a good that night. That would be perfect. Oh, it'd be amazing. Have a good night. Enjoy the babysitting. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. Bye. All right. I love that. Alexander getting us off to a good start. Yes. You guys can call in about anything paranormal at all. Your own personal paranormal experiences. Tracy has one. My brother and I have one memory about a robbery and police standoff that happened on our property when we were younger, but my mother has a completely different memory. Call in 818. Where is it? 818-732-9399. Call in because that sounds cool. How can there be two different memories about a robbery police standoff on your property? Um, That's interesting. That's cool. That's way cool. Um, Yeah, I have no idea what the dog looked like as I was living my past life at the time. Well, see, Veronica has a reason for not knowing what the dog looked like and a valid reason. Okay, let me let me take a second before anybody else calls. First, uh, the first thing I want to do is say a very happy birthday to Phil Mangano. In case you guys don't know who Phil Mangano is, Phil Mangano is, he's called in a couple of times. He's fantastic. But he's also given us this. Oh, we're actually getting a call. That's cool. That's Phil. Happy birthday, Phil. Caller, you're on the air. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you. Who's this? This is Nico. Hey, Nico. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Great, great. You actually called in. You said you were going to call in, and you did. I love that. Yes. Oh, it's this. What's that? Okay. So I have this um, story. Let me go back to to my experience, my experiences before. So now, when I hold was on one second. Hold on one second. Was... Your phone's breaking up just a little bit. I want to make sure it's not me. I'm going to move my phone a little bit out of the way. I'm hoping it's not me. Um, give me one sec to move this over here, though. Uh, yeah, let's move that right there. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, so back when I was in the Philippines, I started learning about the occult. So I've been, I've been uh, practicing for like 15 years, almost half of my life. So, so I started this when I was in college. So when I was in college, uh, one of the chapters doing. Oh no, I'm losing you. I'm, so, you're breaking up. Oh, you're losing me? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, I do. Whoa, why are you breaking up? I hope it's not. The, I mean, it might be the weather. I don't know. Because like I said, it is incredibly rainy right now. But um, but yeah, you're you're breaking up a little bit. Um, uh, here, just let's let's start talking and we'll see. Hopefully it'll uh, it'll clear up. OK, so you said that you've been in the. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you said you've been in the uh, uh, the uh, not the cult. What did you say? Witchcraft? Uh, yes. Witchcraft, a cult. Yeah. For 15 years. Yes. Holy crap. And you said it was half of your life. So you're 30 and you've already been in it for 15 years. All right. I'm very interested in this one. So I was in college and we were in duty. So my instructor was like, hey, can you can you do astral projection or can you see how my house looks like? And so I said, yeah, sure. So I sat down there. I was quiet. 
And then I told her, this is how your house looks like. You have a small brown dog, and I can't go inside your house because there's a spirit guarding it. And she's like, you got the dog right. You got the dimensions right. And then she's like, who's guarding my house? And I said, I can I pick up a name that says Rosario. And then she started crying. I said, why are you crying? She's like, my grandfather's name is Rosauro. Holy crap. And I was like, oh. So, and, so wait, you got the house right, you got the dog right, and you got her grandfather's yeah. name? Yes. Whoa. And so I was like, hmm, I've never been a medium, but I guess I can sometimes tap into it. So moving forward, when I got here in the U.S., um, when I was working in retail, I have a friend who has a paranormal investigation team. So I was invited to go in one of their investigations, and he said, come over here in the master's bedroom. And suddenly I felt a clawing pain on my left ribcage. I was like, hmm, I'm having pain over here on my left rib cage and they said move they brought in the EMF meter scanned the whole room nothing scans on my rib cage and, and the meter starts going crazy oh wow okay so the, so I was just going to say I'm, I'm sure nothing was going to happen except for there was a scratch on you but the meter actually started going off on the actual scratch itself yes really and Ooh. I'm like I'm like okay, there's something wrong here. So the team consisted of a Reiki master and a medium. And I'm like, in my head, I was telling whoever's doing that to me, I'm like, stop whatever you're doing or I'll banish and lock you up in a jar, bury you in a, in a crossroad or throw you off in, in a moving water. That's because a bold the, standoff the, right there. Yes, and immediately. The pain went off and we started cleansing the house. And there was a quick shift on the house owner's attitude. They became lively. And then I'm like, oh, I can, I can feel something positive that's moving inside the house. But that was painful. It's like it's digging in your rib. <laughs> Any idea what it, what it was, though? Like... Like since you since you were so good at, at figuring out the the house and the dog and the, the grandfather's name, any idea what it was that that scratched you, that attacked you, what it looked like or anything? I was um, the medium was like she was getting an older gentleman that probably passed away in the property that didn't like other people or new people in the house, and I was picking up that that person actually died off something with like a, a lung problem that's why it was on a rib cage oh so that's it interesting it was a heart attack okay so it wasn't that it was just wanting so, to swipe out and attack you you think that the actual place had a meaning for their death yes oh and sounds like it, it wasn't demonic because it did that but the our leader of uh, that investigation team he actually uh, caught something, uh, a voice recording, like an EVP, 
And then he said, guys, come over here. Let me let you listen on to something. And then on the, on the recording, um, he was saying, hi, this is, this is doing, uh, I'm trying to figure out if there is some entities with us here. And on the recording, you can hear someone say, F you. <laughs> oh, all right. That's a response. <laughs> yeah. And, and so he responded and he's like, F you too. And then immediately after he said, F you too, you can hear in the background, you will hear ha ha ha. Wow. All right. So, so they called him out on it. They said, Oh no, fuck you. I'm the, don't fuck you to me. Fuck you. And they, and the thing absolutely, yeah. they actually seemed to find that that funny. All right. I like that. That's interesting. So I was like getting, and even the, um, the meeting that was with us, we were like, this is an angry man, an angry spirit that doesn't want people. Probably he died alone or he died like a sad death. That's why he he's kind of vengeful about it. So, I, so I, I agree like, with all okay. of that. Yeah. So we prayed and we said, okay, if you don't like it here on this realm anymore, we'll help you cross over. That's why after we did pray and cleanse the house, it felt really light and airy, and uh, that was my experience with the investigation team so now have you tried to use your power your medium power to uh like if someone said like hey do me next could you did you were you you know what is your success rate and your you know fail rate on that so my success rate actually i cannot force it 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 comes and goes oh okay so it's not like something it's not like something i could be like all right everybody call in and 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 you can tell them exactly what they want to hear or what they you know who's around them or it's not something like that you it's not like a a switch that you can flip yeah it's like it it's not me who controls it sometimes it's whoever or the spirit that's with them that would tap on me say hey can you tell this person about me well, if you ever get that feeling about me, uh, you know, if, if something's saying uh-huh. like, hey, hey, tell Kurt this, j- tell Kurt, jump into the chat room or call in, because I always want to know that kind of stuff. Um, Actually, while I was looking at you, I was reading your aura. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've never had anybody read my aura before. This should be interesting. So I'll read your aura after my my, my next story. Yeah, please. So go... Um, a few months earlier, now I'm working in a company. I work a two-yard shift, my favorite shift of all, working like midnight and those dead hours and the witching hours. Oh, sure. It was it was a Thursday night, full moon, and I have this coworker. So we were talking, and she's like, I hope you don't get weirded out about this story that I'm going to tell you that's what she told me. And she said, I collect dead people. And I said, what do you mean by you collect dead people? And she mentioned that she has a box of names of people who are near to her. And she puts pictures and their names into that box. And she always prays for them. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because sometimes you have to like reminisce about the memories and, 
the more you remember about the dead, that's how they go to the light faster. Oh, quicker. sure, sure. And at first, when she said, when you said she said that, I, I immediately went, "Oh, she's a serial killer. You got to run away." So, but it actually turned out to be something <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah, and so we went. We went outside for a break, uh, for a smoke break, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? There's." a very big following behind you. And she's like, what do you mean? I can see a lot of people in white. And she's like, oh, I can feel them all the time. Those are my dead. And I'm like, oh, okay. And she's like, I feel like, and then she's like, I feel in my past life, I've been helping a lot of people. And I told her your past life. And she mentioned, yeah. And I was like, okay. So I said, there's one particular guy and I I described the the features of the guy and I said that guy is touching your right shoulder and pointing at me and so going forward we went back to her office and we were talking and immediately a picture flashing it uh, flashed in front of me and I just felt her emotion in her past life she stopped with whatever she's doing she chased me and she's like Shut the fuck up. No way you didn't tell me that. I said, why? And she said, a teacher uh, in San Diego actually told me that I was a mortician in my past life, and I'm the only one who knew about that. And I said, oh, what? And then she she started cousin. Gosh, school girl who might tell me that I was a mortician in my past life, and I said, oh, okay, I wonder if you like helping out people because you're the last person who helped their physical bodies when they were still here. But when in the past, you were not a woman, uh, a woman you were oh, no wonder I'm kind of boyish and I like taking out with guys. And I was like, oh, no wonder. And then she, she said, uh, how did you see that? I said, it just flashed in, in front of me. And she's like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is pretty cool. I mean, and again, that's a that's a good, that's another hit as far as I'm concerned. Talking about getting stuff like uh, corroborated that there's no possible way that you could know that. That's awesome. Oh, wait, you're breaking up again. Oh, can you hear me? There you go. Go ahead. Yeah, and so I said, that person who was tapping on your shoulder, I told her, is someone you knew that you forgot. And she's, and that person is pointing at me. And then she just remembered, oh. And she said, remember the godfather that I told you about? And I said, yeah. It's been a while since I... I remembered her and my aunts and my cousins forgot about him. And I'm like, I think he's trying to tell you that you have to remember him. Yeah, he doesn't want to be forgotten. Then, I mean, who wants to be forgotten? Of yeah. course, yeah. And she started crying and she's like, oh, thank you for letting me remember him. And she immediately called her aunts, her cousins, her mom. And a few days later... When I when I saw her again, she's like, 
she felt that everything was peaceful. And I said, yeah, I don't see her. I don't see this person next to your shoulder. I can see that guy in the middle of the crowd enjoying with the rest of your, with your family members. And then she's like, oh, that's good. And then I told her someone's stepping up again. And she's like, who? It's an older lady, probably died in her, in her 50s. And then she said, probably my grandma. And then immediately, I felt a pain in my back. And I said, did, did this uh, woman or your grandmother died of an accident? I felt back pain. And then she said, actually, her grandma died in a bus accident. The bus crashed. Oh. And she broke her, her neck and back. That causes her death. Uh, yeah, that that would do it. And but again, like it's not like it's not like I don't want to say the the medium's name, but there's a TV medium that goes like, does anybody got any uh, dead people? Anybody have any dead people in the past? Any uh, any uh, grandmas or grandpas that died? You're not doing that. You're going very specific. You're not going general. You you know you you're pinpointing, which is very impressive because. 99.9% of mediums, I think, are, are just con artists BS, but that does I'm not getting that impression from you. Well, when I watched that particular uh, medium from Long Island, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I'm not, I'm not sure if it's scripted or something, but before, I'm like, maybe it's scripted. I don't think that this really happens. But when it happens to me, because I don't force it, it just comes in and I'm like, Oh, so what they see and sometimes they'll act they'll let me feel something. I'm like, Oh, this is actually real when you actually see that person and uh and I even told my coworker, Your grandmother used to call you something else when you were younger. She never called you your name. And she said, I don't remember. And she called her mom, and sure enough, she was something else when she was younger by her grandmother, which she, what she, which she never remembered. And she's like, how, how do you know that? And I said, well, she told me. Yeah, you can't get much more direct than that. It wasn't like you're, you're uh, shot in the dark. You, you know, she just straight up told you and you're just passing that along. I like that. I like, Hey, I think you're selling yourself short on, on not being able to do it, um, as fluently as you think you can, because your two stories back to back so far is telling me that you do have a gift that it sounds really cool. I wish I had even, you know, an inkling of that gift. Well, sometimes it's a gift. Sometimes it's a curse. Oh, I well, bet. it's I a bet. gift when you, when you, when you actually see and help other people. And as for my practice with the occult, I'm actually a healer. So oh, okay, like a Reiki healer? Said, no, I'm more of a healer of spirits. Oh, interesting. So I heal um, broken spirits. And they say, how do you do that? I say, I don't know. Well, I mean, that's like saying, that's like saying to some people, like, how are you so good at drawing? I don't know. You just are. Some people are, yeah. you know, just inclined <laughs> to do stuff. So I can, yeah, I can get behind that. All right. Now I'm holding you to what yeah. you said. I want to hear, I want, I want an aura reading. I'm very curious to see what, what my aura has in store for me. So 
Okay, so auras, let me explain how I see auras. I see colors surrounding a person. Okay. So your total aura, it's, you have a vast blue, purplish color surrounding you. You have a lot of doubts, regrets about your past that sometimes you can't let go. Interesting. And you're the type of person who doubts a lot, which is which is really good because you can you can't always trust with whatever people tell you. Well, I mean, that is that is very true. Of, that part is very true. You you're the type of person that you have to investigate and you have to be factual. I know these are vague um, expressions or sayings that I'm telling you, but you have like a lot of things in the past that you can't seem to let go. Well, I wish I knew what they were. I'd let them go. I don't want that kind of baggage. Unconsciously, when you sleep, you have those. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're right, but I, isn't that true for, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong, but isn't that true for everybody? I mean, hopefully not, but um, but yes, yes, you're right. That is that is true. Everything you're saying so far is right. I, yeah, well, I, you know, it, doubts creep in, sure, yeah. And, well, you have this, I can see a tiny red line over that aura. You have, with red, for me, uh, it's an interpretation of action. You're a very passionate person. You like to do. Well, yes, definitely. That well, is definitely it, true. That that I agree a hundred percent with. Yeah. Well, we can see with with uh, with your shows, and you're the type of person who doesn't have a lot of like friends, friends, but you're the type of person who keeps real friends. Not a lot. Not a lot of people. Uh, you have a lot of acquaintances, but you only keep real friends. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that I'm a very friendly person and, and people want to be friends with me. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Well, hey, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm saying yes to all of this stuff you're saying so far. Well, there's just an image that popped out right now. I can see a broken chain. You have something like a disconnection with, with somebody. I don't know who. I don't know what. But there's a disconnect. Like, it's a broken chain. I don't know who's that link that is, like, disconnect that kept me thinking and thinking to reconnect. Probably that's why you have such uh, a thick blue outline on your aura so there's a disc i have a disconnect with somebody that i know or uh that, that i'm trying to that i'm trying to fix that connection is that what you mean yes hmm interesting i'll have to think about that one <laughs> sometimes when uh, when i see auras they're very vague and i'm like i, I don't know probably sometimes i always depend on how the moon faces the the fuller the moon, I think the stronger my my inclinations are and my my focus are. But like random things like this, it just flashes. Sometimes it takes like minutes 
sometimes it's in, instantaneous, sometimes it takes hours. No, that's this is so, really interesting that it's not something that is like just at will, that it actually takes effort or or effort has to be exuded to get this. Um yeah. When so let me ask you a question, and if you don't know the answer, that's totally fine. But I figure I'll throw it out because why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so when am I going to strike it rich, either with this show or just in general? Because I'm tired of being poor. Hmm. That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it, and when you get the answer of like lotto numbers, or when I'm going to be rich, or when this show is going to be on a TV show, you just let me know, and I'll just you know I'll take your call no matter what. So. There's there's a random number that just popped out. Oh, number four. Number, number f- three. Wait, wait, number three. Yep, number four and number three. Okay, four and three. And and the month of December. Month of December. Ooh, all right, all right. I like that December. That's not too far. I can I can wait till December. All right, I'm writing this down. Number so, four, three, and December. So the four and three, it might be on the fourth year, December the third, or third year, December the fourth. So it's either going to be, so I'm going to be rich either in three years in December or four years in December. I can I can last that long. I'm, I can do it uh, as long as no one has to die for me to get, get, get wealthy. No, this is cool, though. I like this. This is, see... This is the kind of stuff that I like because you're not saying like, hey, you're going to meet. Unfortunately, you're not saying, hey, you're going to meet Anna Kendrick and she's going to fall in love with you and you guys are going to be rich by next week. You know, you're you're giving like hey, look. This is all I'm seeing. You take it. You do with what you like, you know. Mm-hmm. And every time I read someone's aura or tell them something that is unknown because I never liked it when people tell me that I'm a fortune teller. I said, this is my number one rule. Whatever I say, never believe it. Wait, wait, wait. The number one rule because is no matter what you say, never believe it? Yes. Because I always tell them, never rely your life on what I say. Because you are always the driver and you always write your destiny. Oh, okay. I see. So it's not written in stone. I still have I still have nope. say in this. All right. I like that. That's, that's good, too. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I hit it. Sometimes I don't, but the, the the people that say that it happened, probably like eight out of eight out of ten people approach me and say, "Hey, the stuff that you told me a few years ago, it happened." Probably minuscule from whatever I said, but they said it kind of went through that way, and I said, "Never focus on it because you always have to drive." your life the way you want to drive your life. I I like that idea. I don't think that the future is written in stone. I think we have a very, you know, yeah. it's it's always open to whatever we're doing. You know, we're the master of our own. Wow, all these people are saying I definitely have a blue aura. I like this. I've never had my aura red, and now like three people are agreeing with you. Uh, well, hey, thank you, Nico. This was so cool. Thank you for playing along, too. I mean, you could have just been like, I'm not going to answer that. You know, you do what you want to do. So this was a very, very fun call. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you very much. I really enjoyed it, too. Yeah, this was great. Please call back anytime. I really had fun chatting with you. This was a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you soon. All right, see, that was cool. 
How cool was that? I got I got my aura red, and then other people are agreeing. Sorry, Stitch, I didn't mean to wrap it around your ear. I got my aura red. Other people are like watching and agreeing with my my aura reading. I've never had my aura read before. Now I got to pay attention to the four, the three, and December. And I'm also gonna hold. Uh, let's see, uh, Sherry, I'm holding you to that. If you win the lotto, share with me and Stitch. I'll, I'll, I'm not gonna say yeah. I'm not gonna say no to that. All right. So, Dawn, um, if you're talking about, wait, where is it? It's hard to do backwards. That figure, right there. That figure right there is the Super Conan, Conan O'Brien, the Super Conan um, Comic Con exclusive figure. A buddy of mine named Vinny got it for me down at Comic Con and gave it to me because I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan. Absolutely huge Conan O'Brien fan. So, um, yeah, super patron indeed. I like that. Um, wow. All right. So, uh, so for everybody saying that I have a blue aura, do you agree? Like, do a do you read auras all the time? And b what does a blue aura mean to you? Like, that's really really neat. Uh, Dave, anybody watched Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind? I've not seen it. I don't, where'd you, where'd you see that at? I want to see that. That sounds interesting. Um, well, I appreciate it. That was a fun call. That was a neat, neat call. Um, I, I apologize for those that like, don't like the really long calls, but I really was having a fun conversation. So Susan, you saw blue as well. Huh? Is it not just because I have a blue here? Let me change the background behind me. Now is it, is it different colors? Is my aura now a different color? How about now? Is it purple? Here, I'll put it, that's the best color. Um, that's really interesting. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. All right, so there was a there was a person on the on the uh, Twitch channel that said that they had listened to, they just started listening to my show and they were annoyed. And I was like, no, why were you annoyed? Turns out they weren't annoyed. They didn't catch it until it was too late. They loved the show. Oh, all right, I like that. I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you found the show and I'm glad to have you on here. Um, ooh, Robin, two folks said that you had a, you had a gold aura. What does that mean? That's cool. Um, yeah, I like to. I'd like to know more about this aura stuff. I'm all about that. But before we get to more aura stuff or the next caller, I do have something that I have to do. This episode is sponsored. So if you guys don't like ads, well, you live people, you're gonna have to. Uh, you're gonna have to listen to it because you can't skip ahead. But anybody that doesn't like ads, just skip ahead like maybe ten seconds, thirty seconds. So this episode is brought to you. By the good people of Dick on a Desk. You've heard of Elf on a Shelf. How about Dick on a Desk? That's right. Uh, hey, you workaholics. When you were a kid, you believed in the magic, but you're an adult now, and isn't that tragic? Because your life is expensive, your boss is a jerk, your to-do list is extensive, so your life is just work. You can call me a prick for interrupting your flow, but the name is actually Dick, a dick you'll want to know. Cause digging around is my thing, slowing down, wasting time, actually enjoying this life, taking a break from the grind. So you can actually buy Dick on a Desk. You can go to dickonadesk.com. You can go to, I believe, Amazon. Um, it's kind of just a fun thing to beat up, to throw around, to have on your desk. And it comes with a little book that I have not read the book yet, I'll be honest. I just got this Dick on the Desk. It just came out. I just got it. I have not opened it yet, as you can see. But I was like, that's cool. I got a sponsor, and it's Dick on a Desk. I like everything about it. So I'm getting paid to say this, but Dick on a Desk. Check it out, dickonadesk.com. Um, as soon as I find out what the, what's in the book, I'll, I'll 
pass it along. But uh, so there you go. That was that was my little spiel. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of cool. It's going to go back on the shelf back there with all the other stuff. But uh, yeah, you know, there you go. Uh, yeah, again, it's uh, dickonadesk.com, I believe. So yeah, check it out. Why the hell not? I got enough stupid shit. Why not throw dick on a desk back there as well? Okay, that out of the way. <laughs> you know, some people do, some people don't. Uh, you know, I'm not judging the people that do. All righty. So, no, it was red when I saw blue. Just felt blue before he said it. Really? Well, I got to say, uh, hey, you know, that's, you know, that's on you. But I got to say, I dig, I really dig the fact that uh, I didn't expect to have my aura red tonight. And um, that was unexpected. That was fun. That was cool. Okay. So, now, anybody that has a personal paranormal experience can call in now. The phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. Only if it's a real personal paranormal experience. Uh, yes, I did, Ashley. Yes, yes, I did. Dickonadesk.com. It's a little guy. His name is Dick. It's not what you think. Well, maybe it is. Uh, yes, Monardo, December's a year away. I do have to wait a year to find out what the hell's going to happen in December, either the 4th or the 3rd. But uh, at least it wasn't like 2031, so... I can wait a year. All right, let's try this. Caller, you are on the air. Hey, Kurt, this is Sherry. Hey, Sherry. Yay, it's a good caller. I like this. Hey, Sherry, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I hope everybody's good on your end. Yeah, yeah, you know, still here, still kicking. So, yeah. So, I have a story. Um, this is a story about spontaneous healing. So, it was a few years ago. I, you know, hurt my lower back doing who knows what. I mean, probably nothing, actually. You know, sometimes when you're doing something, you just turn the wrong way, and it hurts your neck. Sure. But this was in my lower back, and it was really sore. And I used to take the train to work, and I was getting on the train, and it was really hard to step up on the steps. So I was having a lot of trouble. Um, and I sat down in one of the first seats, and this man sitting across from me said, you know, he said, he was telling me to get on the train. He goes, it looks like you're in a lot. And I just, just tweaked my back. And he held up both of his and he said, let me say a prayer for you. And, you know, I was like, oh, oh geez, you know. And, <laughs> yep, that's, that would have been my response. I'm too, but I'm too polite to just you. So I held my hands out. This is, called, of course, pre-COVID. And I held my hands out, and uh, he started saying a prayer. And I was just sitting there, pretty skeptical. You know, I think they're just sitting there, like tolerating it, basically not <laughs> at all uh, being very um, spiritual. And my lower back started heating up, and it got so hot. And immediately, everything relaxed, and. I was completely, like, completely fine. There was no pain, no soreness, and wait, just like I that, thought, like that quick, just like that. Yeah, I was very, very uh, surprised. I was very surprised because I didn't expect it, and and even I think he was surprised. I was like, oh my god, my back is <laughs> perfectly fine. Like, I don't think that's what he thought was going to happen either. Like, it's not like he thought he was going to heal it. 
minister. I guess he was a youth minister or something like that with his church. And um, and so it was very spontaneous. I don't know where it came from, but it's so, the only time it's ever happened to me, but it was very weird. Now, was there any kind of sensation, like like heat or anything that ran through you, or is it just all of a sudden it just felt good? It was heat, heat in my back. You know, it was like got really hot, my back. In the in the my lower back where the pain was, it was as if there were it was just as if it was um, hot air blowing on it. I mean, That's the skin weird. heated up, the muscles were hot, and I was caught off guard. Like you said, I was not expecting that at all. And so I, you know, I don't know if if he did it or if I did it. Like I don't know where that came from. Yeah, but. was it a power of suggestion kind of thing or what the crap? But okay. if, but but even yeah. if it was a power, of, mm-hmm. that's cool too. That even if it was power of suggestion, hey, it worked. And ultimately, that's all I yeah. care about. Like who cares how it worked? That's cool. Yeah, that, yeah. I I thought it was pretty odd that you know you know how your muscles are sore from. You know, like, does muscle soreness go away instantly? No, Like, I could understand no, nerve pain. Yeah, but the muscle actually wasn't sore either. So I, I was pretty surprised. Like, I, I, like, your last caller said something about healing, and that reminded me of that story. But that's basically the whole story. No, that's you know, cool. Nothing else to tell, but. No, that's yeah, awesome. Was, that's that's cool. plenty. Are you kidding? That's an, that's plenty to have an actual healing happen now, it wasn't like then when you got home, the pain came back or anything like that. It was just, you're good. No, it was completely gone. Now, that have you it. ever had that pain in, in that muscle since? Uh, no, not See? I don't think so. You're invincible so. now. You're, you're completely healed and invincible. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> <laughs> That's really but, cool. You know, and you had no idea, like... Obviously, you. I, I mean, not obviously. Did you ever have you ever seen that guy again? Um. Yeah, he was on the train. Uh. You know, he was on the train after that, and frankly, he started kind of flirting with. Me. He's an older oh. guy. He started flirting with me, and I'm like, okay, now you're just getting creepy. See, there's a so price to pay. It. So he healed yeah. you, but there was a price to be paid there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The price tag was a little too high. Don't you know? blame you. Don't blame you. No, thank you. I got the healing. I'm good. You should have done it the other way. Yeah. Say, hey, if you do this, you get the healing. But nope, you did it the wrong way. Right. That's awesome. I've, I, again, I've never had that experience. And I would love to have someone instantly heal me because, you know, God knows I'm, you know, yeah. I'm getting to that point in the age where if I sleep wrong, I get pain. So, you know, that's just, <laughs> that's the worst. That's really cool. Yeah, I like but it. it- yeah, it gave me the idea, you know, I was thinking, like, a, about a year ago, one of my coworkers was basically on her deathbed. She had two, con- she just gave birth to a, a baby, and and right before she came back to work, she wasn't feeling well, and it turned out she had two kinds of lung cancer, like oh, two no. kinds of cancer in the lining, rare cancers in the lining of her lungs, not not from smoking. It was some kind of other kind of weird cancers. And and she just kept getting worse. And then her husband basically put out on a private chat with coworkers of, that for everybody to, you know, think thought that he thought that she wasn't going to make it through the night. I mean, it was down to the last, you know. So I, I thought about that healing and I thought, you know, it can't hurt. 
so, you know, and I, and I just kind of thought about her, and then something so weird happened where I envisioned, you know, like a white light starting from the top of her head and going down to her feet, but while I was envisioning it, it, it was going really slowly and very much like a machine, like in my mind, I thought, this is, this is kind of a weird sensation, and it's kind of like a machine running this, you know, like a like an MRI or something. You know, yeah, like yeah, that's body. what I was just going to say. Kind of like, yeah, you laying down with the MRI going over you or like a scanner, yeah. Yeah, it was the pace of it that felt like like it wasn't me doing it. Uh, it was very slow, and it, it, it wouldn't go faster, and it wouldn't go slower, and I just went through her entire body. And, you know, then, then that was it. Like, I didn't think anything of it. Well, the next morning, I kind of expected to hear that she'd passed away. But it was a miracle. She's better. And she's actually back to work now. Holy crap. So, Wait, what happened with the yeah, lungs? And, the lungs know, are I'm not saying fine? That I, I'm not saying that I'm a healer or I did it. But, you know, it, it, you never know what your capacity is. I think everybody should, right. try, should try it. And you just never know. Well, that's exactly it. Like, hey, look, you just told me two stories that you were involved in with healing. So who knows? It could be you. And again, you know, selfishly, if I ever have any aches and pains, I'm coming to you and you can just at least try to do that whole like MRI scanner thing. I know. I I would try it (laughs) because I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's somebody that I know on the other side who's doing it, actually. But, you know, you never know. You never know. And that's exactly it. I, oh, I've never tried it. So who knows? Maybe I have that ability. I've never tried, but yeah. it's never right. happened that's to me. Right. I can tell you that. I never thought to do it either. So, I mean, I would actually be interested if anybody actually has something wrong with them just to try it, just as an experiment. You know, I hesitate to say stuff around my family or my friends because, <laughs> you know, you know, it's a long-term relationship. You don't know whether they're going to think that you're starting to lose it or. Oh well, yeah, you know. but, but that's okay. You're in a safe. You're in a safe place here. You can say that kind of stuff here and not have everybody go like, "Uh, weirdo." <laughs> so, if anybody has any issues, let me know. I'll we'll try it. It can't hurt. You won't be worse. You might not be better, but. You won't be any worse. Exactly. Hey, I like that. Well, this was awesome. I, again, I I think you have a hidden talent that you have to, you know, again, if I ever have to exploit it, I'm coming to you. All right. I'll, I'll help you out. I love it. Thank you for calling. I really appreciate it. Okay, I'll talk to you. Bye now. Oh, that's cool. Oh, plus, I was very ha- I was kind of scared for a second there that it was going to be a prank caller. I have to be honest. I just had that feeling of, There's a prank call coming. I just know this episode had a prank call coming, and it seems to have passed. That feeling is gone. But uh, the fact that it was Sherry made me so happy, and the fact that she had a really cool healing story, that's cool. Hey, again, why not try? If someone says that to me, I would have thought the same thing. I would have thought, like, yep, knock yourself out. But, um, aw, you have a foster dog with cancer. Aw, that's heartbreaking. Someone try that. Someone try to heal that. that. Please, come on. Uh, definitely heal, heal every animal. Um, oh, it's heartbreaking. I lo- but, but please, yes. If the, you know, if anybody can heal dogs, I've got a listener right here who has a foster dog with cancer and let's, let's all try and freaking heal that dog. Like that was cool. That, that was cool that, that, uh, that Sherry had a, uh, had a healing and I'm all down for this. This is not, again, this is why I like doing this show. I never know what the callers are going to be. And, uh, 
I, I dig the fact that I never would have expected an, uh, an aura reading. Oh, wait, that reminds me. Uh, Susan looked it up. Those with blue auras are emotionally sensitive and self-expressive. Yeah, I, you know, that sounds like me. Sure. I, I you know, I won't say no to that. Um, I never knew. I never knew I had a blue aura. Now I know. I, I don't look good in blue, so it's good to know. I look good in red, I thought. So maybe, you know, I got to switch it up to blue. Um, but yes, I agree, Sherry, completely. What a saint to foster a sick dog. What, is, what a saint to foster a dog. Anybody that fosters or adopts dogs. I adopted Stitch. I highly recommend everybody do it. Um, yeah, you're a freaking winner in my book for that. Love that. All righty. So like, let's see, I did the whole thing in the, but the, uh, the sponsor and, uh, changed the light to blue. So we got the blue thing going here. Um, oh, there was somebody that was trying to call in. If you're a real caller, you can call in with your personal paranormal experiences. 818-732-9399. Um, yeah, that's, that is, that is very cool though. All right, in the meantime, there was somebody that asked me another question, and now I've got to try and find it. And I have no idea what happened to that question. Well, it's okay. I'll get back to it. Uh, Sean said, I've had my aura told once, and they said it was a greenish blue. I have zero ideas what that means. Oh, Sherry said, email me a picture of the dog. We'll try, not, we'll try it out. Do that. If you can't, um, here, the email is on the screen. So, um or LCW731, there you go. Emails on the screen, plus the cutest damn dog picture I absolutely love. Um, I love that. So there you go. And by the way, hi, Sean. Hi, back to Sean. Um, Susan, I adopted a 130-pound coon hound. Oh, pound puppy. I love it. Everybody, I, don't, I know I sound like Bob Barker, but like, you know, you know, spay and neuter your pets. No, everybody go out and adopt a pet. It's the best thing you can ever do. Get yourself a best friend. All righty. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, it's Veronica. Oh, whew. Oh, oh hey, Veronica. Oh, uh, look, <laughs> Not a prank caller. I, you know, I saw this number come up twice now, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I can do that sometime if you're, you know, just bored. I can prank call you anytime. <laughs> look, you want to prank call me? You can prank call me. I give you 100% credit. To, uh, I'm not, uh, hold on. Uh-oh. They hung, Veronica hung up. I, geez, I hope I hope I get prank called by Veronica in a second here. Um, th- that makes me very happy. That number, uh, that number that scared me. So um, that really that scared me. So now I'm very happy. This seems like it's going to be a good call. Uh, I'm total faith in Veronica calling back. Uh, the the email address is back up on the screen, so you can find it. Um, oh, perfect. People are sharing it. That is awesome. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Um, Dave, look, man, Dave, get a puppy, get Sean a puppy. Caller, you're back on the air. Apparently I can't talk to you when I'm in the basement, so lesson learned. Oh, I thought you hung um, up. I thought you just hung up on me. I was like, well, that's fine. She's going to, no. she's going to call back so she can prank call me. So, all right. But it was, a, it was a basement well, thing. Well, you know, it was, it was. Um, I had a weird thing happen a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know what it was. Um, I want to believe that there are perfectly logical explanations for it. The first person I called was my sister, Alexandra. <laughs> um, I The stuff that happened, it felt like 
what people talk about that I never really believed about like driving into another time. Ooh, wait, um, what? Really? I don't I don't know how much of that I really believe. I but love those stories. I freaking love happened. those stories yeah. though. Um, so for anybody that doesn't um, know, hold on, wait, 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 hold on. I want to, I want to, I want to pad this because I love these stories. So anybody that doesn't know, there's a lot of stories out there about people that just kind of like drive into another time. Like all of a sudden they're, you know, they look around and they go, well, that building shouldn't be there. Or those cars are like from the forties or everybody's dressed in the forties. And then they, they drive out of it or they back out of it. Or sometimes they're just walking down the street. Now, it is one of the scariest things to me because what if that happens and you can't get back? If I'm stuck in the 40s, I don't know how to live in the 40s. I don't know what stocks are big in the 40s or what sports teams to bet on. Um, so there used to be a bar thing that I used to always do. If like, you know, we're sitting at a bar and some strange guy was next to me, I would say, all right, you took a step, you're, you're walking, you take a step and you're back in the 40s. How would you survive? And they'd always go, well, I'd bet on the Yankees. Well, that's not going to help you in the 40s. I know that. Or I'd tell everybody about the war. Okay, everybody thinks you're crazy. But all right. So that's that's the whole premise of it. All right. Now that now that I've caught everybody up to my, you know, insanity, my manicness. All right. Your, your turn. Go. This is awesome. Well, that's the thing is it was terrifying. And that's why I called my sister. Because I was like, please stay on the phone with me because I don't know what's going on and I'm terrified. Um. It was like that kind of fear. It's not something I feel a lot. So I'm trying to think of the best way to say this without taking like three hours to tell it. So um, I live in the Chicago area. I live on the Indiana side of the border, but I'm like, I don't know, 20 minutes from downtown Chicago. So I live in a pretty busy area. Um, but Valparaiso, Indiana is about half hour, 45 minutes for me, and occasionally I travel that way to do it. Like, there are certain places I go shopping and stuff up that way. Um, I've gone that way, and I always take the same route. Um, I've probably done that, I don't know, like four or five times a year I do it. So I'm fairly familiar with the route. And Valparaiso and Lake County in general where I live, it's a pretty old county, and Valparaiso is a pretty old Town. There's a lot of like historical landmarks, and there's the downtown area still looks like it would have looked like in like the 20s or whatever. So there are parts of this area that still look like they are from that time. Um, so I was drive. I went to drive out there. Got there. Nothing was weird on the way there. On the way home, I had my GPS on, and I probably was like at the midway point between Valpo, where I live. And all of a sudden, I realized I had never seen any of this before. And it was really weird. And there was something seriously, like, unsettling about it. Because I was like, no, I know I've driven this way a million times. I know I know this area. What's going on? And I was wondering if I had taken a long turn. And I looked at my GPS. Because I wouldn't really rely on it when I'm driving. But I have it there when it's more than, like, half far away. Because, sure. I don't know. And my GPS wasn't working. So I was like, oh, no, I got lost or something. I was, like, really upset. So um, I'm going into my phone to reboot the app. And my phone, which had been fully charged when I left my home, was at, like, 15%. And I was like, oh, crap. You know, I'm, I'm not even going to have enough power to, like, if it was draining that fast, I figured I'd probably left an app open and my battery draining too fast or something. So I could not get the GPS working. And I was like, well, I know this is the right road. I'm just going to keep driving. Um, the other thing is, it had just snowed like three, four inches 
looking for. I realized that there was no snow anywhere. Uh, oh, there was no whoa, snow on the ground. There really? was no snow on those buildings. Yeah. Uh, then I realized that the streets, are, and they're not a major highway. Um, there are two major highways between where I live and where I was. There's one that's super, super busy, and then there's one that's busy. I t- always take the less busy one. But it's a major highway. I realized as I was driving that nothing looked right. Like the street signs were old. The there wasn't paint on the road. Um, there there weren't like guardrails. Like all the stuff that should be on a major highway just wasn't there. Now were there other cars? Um, no, that's the other thing. Not a single car. There weren't cars parked outside of like houses and buildings. There weren't cars driving around me. There weren't any people. It was the creepiest thing that's ever happened. Like, there was the creepiest thing that's happened to me. But like, in that moment, I was like, what the hell is happening? And I was freaking out. So I was like, no one's going to believe me. I have to take pictures. Yes, and I was I just going to say, for the God's driving. sakes, take pictures, take pictures. Oh, yes. So I don't usually use my phone when I'm driving, and I don't condone that. And there Excellent. wasn't really any good place to pull over to. But I was like, I have to do this. So I grabbed my phone, and as I open the camera, it says battery too low, can't use camera. No. It's like, when I tell my sister about this, she's not going to believe me because I don't have any pictures. So I think it was on, like, my phone was on, like, 3%, and I was like, I'm going to call my sister. So I called her, and she answered, and she's like, what's going on? And I was explaining this all to her, and I was like, but my phone's almost dead. And I looked, and then I realized things were starting to be normal again. And I was like, wait, I know that road. Wait, there's snow on the ground. Wait, there's other cars now. And then my phone was back on, like, 60 So Holy crap. All right, so was it gradual, or was it, like, an instant as soon as you went to call that you were snapped back in? No, it was, like, both of the times, it was, like, out of nowhere. Like, when I was driving that, like, before anything happened everything was normal, and then all of a sudden I was like, what's going on? Why do I feel weird? And then I looked outside and I realized everything outside was weird. Um, every, all the buildings I saw were old. Now again, there are a lot of historical areas around where I live. It's not super unusual to, even on a major road, to go through a little like suburb that's super old. But it was probably a solid, like, um, I'm trying to think, it's probably like 10 minutes of driving on a highway. So I was going fast. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of area. That's and a lot of area. Weird. All right. So you yeah. answered, you answered a couple of my, my main questions. Like what would happen with technology if you all of a sudden drove back in time? Cause technically it shouldn't work. There shouldn't be a cell phone signal. There shouldn't be GPS and the GPS did go down right away. Um, and then, oh, I didn't think about that. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no satellites, no GPS. Um, but this is really interesting. I'm so bummed you didn't get pictures. I would have been so ecstatic if you got I know, like just and one I know, picture. And I, I and I wasn't even thinking about like you or the show and anyone else. I was thinking about my sister because I was like, I know I have to call her. And I didn't even call my husband first because I was like, he's not to believe it. <laughs> but I was like, I have to call him Sandra and she's going to ask. For pictures, and I have to take pictures. And then my phone was like, "No, your battery's still low." 
All right. So when when all of a sudden it snapped back into reality, you're back to where you should be. You start recognizing things. Did you look in your rearview mirror to see if like there was a line of like no snow and then snow, or was it all snow Ooh, behind no, I you? No, didn't. All right. What about other I cars? Were all notice. of a sudden there are other cars around you? Yeah, I remember the first car I saw was the police car that was right off the highway that pulled somebody over it, so its lights were on. And I think that kind of got my attention. That was the first car I noticed. And then I noticed there were like two other, two or three other cars like on the road with me. So it wasn't like a lot of traffic, but it was cars. I'm so intrigued by all of this. And look, this is why, like I, I, like I said, I used to make a bar game out of this with other bar patrons about like. What would you do if you step back in time? All of a sudden, you're back in the 40s or back in the 50s or whatever. And they'd be like, well, I'd have my phone and I'd show them. And I'm like, well, your phone's only going to last so long. You can't charge it. You know, who walks around with an actual plug in plug charger? Um, So this is really interesting. It just seems like all of a sudden you were the only one around. There was no other cars, no other people. Yes. There weren't people walking around outside. There weren't cars. It was like a ghost town almost. But I know that I have driven through that area a whole bunch of times. It's not like I do it every week, but I know enough to know if I've been there before. And when I did, like, when my I got back into, like, a normal area, I checked the route I'd been on, and I was on the right route home. So I know it's the same route I've taken before, but that's never happened to me. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Did you have to take that route back home? Yeah, I, yeah I, it's the route I always take home. But I thought when my GPS stopped working, I thought I had accidentally taken a wrong turn and ended up in like some little podunk town in Indiana sure. or something. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, that wouldn't be weird. That would explain this. But then when I, when things went back to normal, I opened my GPS to, because I still assumed I was on the wrong road and just had a signal again or something. But when I checked, it it just said continue on for 10 more minutes on whatever. So, so you were on I knew I was road. on the right road. Oh, oh, here's the yeah. next big thing. All right. So here's what you can do. You can check like the the town or the area where where you went, quote unquote, when it when it went wonky, twilight zoney, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. You can go online and see if you can find photos of that area in the 60s, the 50s, the 40s, whatever, and see if it looks like okay. how you how it looked to you. Yeah, that's not the only sign I saw was the town sign. It told me I was in Hobart, Indiana, which is, my brother used to live in Hobart. I've been to Hobart a lot. It's a pretty big town, but even the sign into Hobart was like a really old-fashioned wooden sign, and I've never noticed it before. I'm not saying it couldn't have been like a new sign that was made to look older. I don't know, but it was, that was the only sign I saw, so I know I was in Hobart. So then you can um, so find, yeah, you can, can see if see. you can find that sign, like see if you can find that sign, yeah. welcome to Holbert, Indiana or whatever, you know, like back in the day and see what it looked like. That's back then. a good idea. Cause, oh man, if it, if it looked like it did when you, you get all wonky, I'm, I'm so excited about all of this. I'm very happy that you made it back. I'm so scared. Like I will not, I won't drive that way again. I'm scared to go back that way. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, what are you going to do? Are you ever going to drive that route again? Because that, that is terrifying. Like, I don't want to. I, I, the other day I needed something that I could have gotten out that way. And I was like, no, I don't need it that badly. <laughs> I'm not alone. Maybe if I'm with my husband or with somebody, I'll do it. But if it's just me, I'm not going to do that again. Like it was the freakiest thing. When I called my sister, like, I was freaking out. My voice was trembling. I was, like, shaking. 
I was like, please stay on the phone with me until I get home. Please, I'm so scared. And I explained what happened, and it didn't, like, it didn't register with me. It was like, oh, I just went through a different time. I was just like, I think I got lost, kind of. And my sister was the one who was like, did you slip into another timeline or something? I was like, I don't know. I just want to go home. That is crazy cool. I like this. Don said the same thing that I was about to say. Like, have a plan in case, you know, it happens again. Um, have a plan. If you if you drive by someplace that you can stop and and you feel comfortable, I don't want to get you stuck in the 50s because I don't want to lose a listener to the 50s yeah. or whatever. But, um, but, but, you know, maybe, maybe here's what you do. So this is what I wanted to do. I keep saying I'm going to do it and I never do. I, instead of like mm-hmm. keeping all my information on my cell phone, I wanted to write down like main points of things that like from the forties and the fifties and the sixties. So if I do get stuck in another time, I can make a life for myself. Whoa. What was that? That was my daughter. Okay, good. I was like, Oh God, <laughs> no what ghost. is happening? <laughs> don't, don't scare Sorry, me. Uh, but no. So write down some like main things. So like, if you do get stuck back there, buy some stock, some like IBM stock for a dollar and put it in, you know, your mom's name or something. And that way you can at least, you know, make a crap ton of money. If you, so when you come back, cause I want you to come back, you could like all of a sudden check that account and be like, woohoo, I'm rich now. So like, you know, make a plan. I think I would, I think I would die so fast in the 40s or something. I would be like, well, I don't have a phone. What's the point? Yeah, me but too. I will trust oh, yeah. the best. Oh, and other people are saying, you know, carry another camera, you know, like keep up, keep one of those oh, little like yeah. wind up little whatever cameras, something that can't go wrong. Something like True. where the battery can't drain, just like one of those little wind up click and shoot cameras, anything. Is uh, there anyone, is there anyone in the chat who has had this kind of thing happen to them? Because like, I'm still trying to think that there's a way to explain it. I, I don't, I, I, I'm not like my sister. A lot of paranormal things don't typically happen to me like all the time. And I don't really want them to, so I'm I'm really trying to find ways to debunk a lot of this, and I don't I don't know. Look, it's the it's, weirdest thing to me was the no snow and my phone battery. Well, yeah, the, you went you went to a completely different era. Like all of a sudden, there's no snow, there's no cars, there's no people, and then your phone just drained instantly, and then it popped back to snow and people and cars. Look, yeah. Yeah, uh, Don's saying stop at a store, get a get a uh, receipt or a newspaper. Yeah, like, look, you're going to be our time detective because I don't know anybody else personally that this has happened to. Like I said, I've heard tons of these kinds of stories, and they always freak me out because, uh, like like you, I don't want to get trapped back in, in time. Like, like yeah, sure, I got the hat, but like, that's about it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how to live back in the 40s. There are logical... Things that I know I should do, like stop and get a receipt. But um, I'm not going to pull over in a town <laughs> I don't know with more around and go into a store and be like, hey, let me buy some merchandise. Like, I'm just not going to do that. But if I'm with somebody, do that. But I will, I'm going to tell everybody right now, if I'm alone and this happens to me again, I'm not going out of my way to get proof. I'll, I'll, I'll try. Hey, but, I don't, I can't blame you. I can't fault you for that at all. Uh, you know, it's that, that you're the one who drove through the twilight zone, not me. And here I am saying like, stop and take pictures of the it's twilight so zone. That scary. sounds like fun. I don't ever want that to happen to me again, but I, I'm also kind of curious. 
Yeah, um, like like I said, check the town sign. You know, check the town sign throughout the, a- the yeah. ages. See if you can find old postcards of Hobart or whatever. Um, yeah. It's it's really intriguing to find out just what the hell happened to you. But I'm glad that you're fine and you made it back and everything. And Sherry's right. Your money's not going to be any good unless you have a bunch of old dollars and oh. coins. I didn't even think about that. Man, I'm be screwed. See? No phone, no money. Driving a driving some futuristic car, they're gonna think you're an alien, and then the next thing I know, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna be looking through I'm gonna be looking through like old newspapers and find a story about you visiting, and then you just popped away and disappeared again. So yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I will keep all those tips in mind. I'm. <laughs> I'll see if I can get some brave soul to travel with me next time. I'll try it again for humanity. Also, if you can remember, try to remember like the date and the time that it happened. Because I think I have a theory that it's these time slips happen on a fairly regular agenda or fairly regular basis. That it wasn't just a one-time thing. Like that, the Earth was in the right spot at the right time in in our rotation. That it slipped you back. Yeah. So that might be it too. I could uh, probably track down the date and time based on when I was at that store and when I logged my address into my GPS. I, I, if you can, I would love it. Like all the information that we can find to figure out just what the hell happened to you. Um, yeah. Like the more stuff that we can figure out. Cause that is terrifying. <laughs> I get what you mean. Like, I don't, yeah. I, you know, that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, hey, this, this again, I did not expect this call, but holy crap. I'm glad you're back. I'm <laughs> glad you're fine. But uh, that is that is scary. Yeah, yeah, it was terrifying. Ooh, there is a bunch of, there. I just typed in Hobart, Indiana Paranormal, and there is a lot yeah. about Hobart being haunted, including the local public library, famous, there's a bunch of oh, ghost stories. See- Here's the thing about all I know about Hobart, and I don't know a lot, is I know that it's an old town that was like mostly agricultural for a very long time. I don't think it was largely residential until like the 60s or 70s. Um, that's it. That's all I know. There's a mall there now. That's all I know. <laughs> well, it's, that's more than I knew. So, But it seems like there might be something <laughs> to Hobart as well. So good luck driving through Hobart. Huh. Stay safe. Stay in, stay in the present time. <laughs> I will do my best. That's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to hear more about this uh, if if it happens again. But uh, it, you know, again, I'm more than I'm more happy that you you've made it back and you're alive and you're fine. Me too. I mean, I am ultimately glad. <laughs> but I I got I'm glad I got to experience it. I'm glad I'm still alive. I I am too. Thank you so much for calling. This was crazy cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No problem. I'll talk to you. Bye now. Oh, time slip stories. I don't know why I love them so much and why they scare me as much as they do. Kara said, I I time travel every time my dad tells one of his stories again. Yes, that does count because that happens to me. I I have a, I have a friend that when she tells stories that I'm like, can we, is there any way I can like skip ahead 30 seconds for like the next 20 minutes? Because none of this is pertinent to the story. Just get me to the, tell me the crux of the story. Oh, Oh, you saw your old neighbor. That's all I needed. I didn't need to know the neighbor's name and where they went to high school and where they went to, you know, who they dated when they were in high school and what car they drove. Don't care. Don't care about any of that. So, yep. Um, 
100% agree with that. But yeah, no, seriously, find out about that street sign. Find out, about, like, there's got to be, like, a, a welcome to Hobart, Indiana postcard or something from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and see if you can, like, be like, that's the sign I saw. That's it. So I went back to the 50s or the 40s or the 60s. Why are there no cars, though? That's weird that there was no people and no cars seen. That's slightly different than most time slip stories. Most time slip stories, that's how people realize something's wrong when all of a sudden they look around and and people are in stupid hats and sweaters or, uh, you know, driving old jalopies or whatever. That's really cool. That's really bizarre. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know what to think about that one. I, I, I it, it messes with my brain every time because I don't know what I would do if that's that's my question for this episode, I guess, for you guys. What would you do if all of a sudden you slip back into the 40s? Like 1941. What would you do if you slip back and all of a sudden it's 1941? How would you live? How would you make money? I'm not a coal, I'm not a coal guy. I don't I don't I can't dig coal. I don't know what the hell the 40s they did. I don't have enough knowledge of history to be useful to anybody. I mean, you know, catch me up to the 60s or the 70s, then then I can start being useful. But for the next 20 years, I'm going to be sucky. Yeah, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm going to go meet Walt Disney and I want to go see Marilyn Monroe and shit like that. But how the hell am I going to get out there? Oh, that's actually true. Actually, thinking about this story sounds a lot like the Langoliers movie. That is very true. And you know what, Susan, you might be right. Time just all of a sudden froze for a second. And that's why there were no people and no cars and no snow falling or no snow in general. That's weird. I like it. I liked everything about it. I have no idea. I wish I had an answer. I wish I could. I wish she, oh, it would have been so great if she just got one picture snapped. Just one. Oh, I love it. I got to say, uh, Alexandra and Veronica's calls are always intriguing because they're always stuff that like really piques my interest. No, no, I've heard of the, I have heard of the Langoliers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that makes the total, the story sounds like, like the Langoliers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, oof, that's creepy. <laughs> Lauren McCune, thank God dogs have always needed to be groomed. I had hoped I'd be okay. Yeah, you can make a killing being like one of the first dog groomers. Oh, check my email. All right, hold on one second. Actually, Dave said check my mail. If there's mail in my mail slot right now, I would have been freaked out. Uh, hold on one second. Let me check my email. Oh, it's the picture of the dove. Oh, yeah, hold on. Let me take a look. Oh, no, that's creepy. I don't know if I'm going to share. You're right. I don't know if I should share that, uh, the uh, the picture of the, the dove. Um, it's a brutal... Brutally gutted dove. So if you guys want to see a brutally gutted dove, let me know and I'll share my screen real quick. Um, if you don't know the story, I don't know if I've released that episode yet. I might not have. Um, you'd have to be live to hear that story live. I'm going to release that story, that episode coming up soon. There's like three or four live episodes I still have to get out, but I have to edit them quite a bit because um, I do a lot of rambling and nobody needs to hear that. But um, yeah, that is a brutally centrally gutted dove that's odd because of the way it's gutted. Yeah, that's really weird. Okay, well, um, I'll leave that up to you guys if you want to um, to see that. Uh, that is creepy. Um, yeah, Rob and I write codes. Yep, you'd be screwed. Totally screwed. Or you'd be like ahead of the game and be like, you know, uber hacker. 
<laughs> we love your rambling. God, I'm glad someone does because when I'm listening back to these episodes to edit them, I'm like, shut up, Kurt. Move on to the next topic because I ramble a bit too much. Um, but yeah, you're right, Dave. That is a little too precise for that um, that gutting of the dub. I don't know what the hell to make of that. That is weird. Okay. Phone lines are open. 818-732-9399. Thankfully, or not thankfully, it's a little bit too cold and wet out, so... The one that's sitting on my lap does not want to take a pee break. So we can keep going. We can press forward. Or if there aren't any more calls, this could be a nice um, stopping point for this episode. It's all up to you guys. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this um, this episode as much as I am because, damn, this is a good episode. This is crazy cool. I got a I, December 3 and 4. See, I'm glad I wrote it down. Number 4 and 3 and December. All right, there we go. Whoop. I had a caller for a split second. Did I? All right, let me check my phone to make sure everything is going good. All right, I had a caller for a split second. If you have a personal paranormal story that is real, a true, real personal paranormal story, feel free to call right now, 818-732-9399. Oh, yeah, no, of course, Susan. I'm glad I could do a an earlier time to get some more stories and different people. Maria, if you're still here, you said you had a story to tell. I always love hearing from you as well. Plus, you always have a good question for me. But um, so feel free. Oh, God. You all right, pal? Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'll let it go for just a couple more seconds. And I definitely do have to research blue auras. I want to find out more about auras. Um, yeah. And, oh, Amanda liked the earlier time, too. Oh, good. Well, this might be, it might be the earlier time is the way to do this. It's, you know, early enough that people are still awake. Caller, you're on the air. Hey there. Hi, who's this? This is Tracy. We talked before Murder Bacon. Oh, Murder Bacon. Hey, hey, hey. Yay, another real caller. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, we've talked quite a few times. I love it. How you doing? I'm doing well. Well, you know, it, it depends on who you ask. You know, um, I think the last time we talked, I shared a photo with you of our shadow creature. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, since we shared that photo, we've had uh, quite a bit of shadow activity around here. Oh, really? Wait, you don't think it's because you shared the photo? I don't know. We hadn't had, you know what, we hadn't had much around here um, up until that point. Like, it kind of died off for a while. And then um, about a week after I shared that photo with you, um, I had seen the creature again. So... Um, it was really strange. I kind of thought nothing of it. And, um, you know, about a week after that, I started to, to see shadows out of the corner of my eye again. And then it was really weird. Um, where I had seen the shadow creature is where uh, one of our dog's kennels is, where she kennels up at night. Oh, really? And she she's quit sleeping. She oh. sleeps on the other side of the room now. She won't go in her kennel at night. She won't spend the evenings there. She's on the other side of the room. Holy um, crap! So it's all. not. So it doesn't sound like it's just you then. This is the, the, the dog is feeling or seeing something too. Yes, yeah, she she won't go over there. It, it it it's it's exactly the same corner of the room that I saw the creature that night the week after we showed you that photo. And from that night on, she won't she won't enter her kennel at night at all. She completely sleeps on the opposite corner of the room. That's terrifying. Like, like I said before, has, like 
when people, when other people see the same paranormal stuff you see, that's scary and that's definitely corroboration. But when an animal sees it, that's when I'm really like, okay, there's nothing, there's no animal faking paranormal. You know, they're seeing something or they're freaked out by something. And I always take that to heart. Yeah, no, she's she's been acting really weird. Um, and she, she's been really odd the last couple of weeks. My, my father passed away about six weeks ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, you know, um, thank you. And, um, you know, he had this thing growing up where he'd always, you know, if, if he snuck up on you, he would tickle the back of your neck. And <laughs> so now, you know, I, I get tickles on the back of my neck a lot. Oh, really? And about that time is, is, when, is when she acts up and she starts acting really weird around the house. Um. So yeah, there's just been a lot of strange things going on, and she's I think she's feeling a lot of things that we are. Oh <laughs> sure, I mean, like they say, like dogs and cats, they see a lot of stuff. They see more stuff than we see. I mean, just just scientifically, their eyes see more stuff than we see. So why couldn't they see yeah. the paranormal as well? Now I like the fact that you're you're getting the same tickling that your dad used to do when he was alive. Do you find that comforting or does it scare you or how do you, how did you react the first time that happened? Um, the first time I was probably, you know, I, well, you know, if you remember our other stories, we've always been pretty open to everything that, 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 that happens. Um, I, I didn't connect to, you know, the, the two and two, two and two made five the first time. Sure. The more on, um, I, I put two and two together and thought it was, it was at times when I was really upset or, or thinking about the past and, and, and it became, it became comforting. Um, Aww, when we were, I, like I was that. here sitting, my husband and I were sitting here watching your show and I was thinking back, I had just typed in, um, about, I typed in the, the glitch in the matrix story. You had told me to, to call in, which is, which I'll get to here about the, the robbery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was typing in about that. And right after I said about that, my husband, I was swatting at the back of my neck and it happened again. And I thought, well, I guess I, guess I should call in because I was thinking, well, maybe I won't call in, you know. And about that time, I got a tickle on the back of my neck and I thought, well, yeah, I guess Dad's telling me I need to, need to call Kurt, you know. <laughs> telling this whole you know, story about you know, what had happened that night. Well, first but, of yeah, all, thanks, really thank weird. you, Dad. I appreciate that. Thank you for, for nudging <laughs> you to call in. I appreciate that. Yep. So about about that story, we were we were all sitting around and um, it was probably a week week after my father passed. We were just you know thinking about you. Um, it was my brother, my brother, my mom, and I, and my sister was up, and um, we were talking about you know old times and what had happened. And my brother and I started to talk about the hotel about a mile away from our house had gotten robbed one night, and we remember getting woken up in the middle of the night we heard this huge car crash and next thing we know about uh, four or five minutes later we hear the police outside saying come out with your hands up we have guns drawn on you right and so we're all you know my brother and i are, are freaking out so we're telling this story to my mom you know we're rem reminiscing this this evening and we're telling it this story. My mom's giving us this, uh, this odd look. And we're saying, yeah, you know, we remember that we get woken up by this car crash. And we get woken up by the police yelling at the house, the garage in the house, come out with your hands up. We have our guns drawn. And so we're all flipping out. And, my, you know, my, my dad's flipping out. And my mom's flipping out. And next thing we know, 
you know, we're coming to the door and the, the police are dragging these two guys out of our garage. Holy and crap, they, they made it into your garage? The yeah, and they, they had hidden in the hotel and, and they had wrecked their car at the end of our driveway. My mom's like, that's not what happened. And we're like, my brother and I are like, that's exactly what happened, Mom. You know, we had gotten up the next morning and there was pieces of the car out front. There was, you know, there was still change money and stuff all over the driveway. They hadn't gotten to clean everything up. And Mom's like, no, that's not what happened. And her version of the story is these guys robbed the hotel. The police had shown up and chased them down the road and actually stopped them in front of the house and arrested them in the road. And that's my mom's story to this day. Okay, that's a little different. That's yeah. what she believes happened. And it's a completely different story. We're not like, no, that's not what happened. And, and like, growing up, this was the story my brother and I always had of what happened that night. And my mom has a completely different story. Now, and have you talked when, about have you talked about this with your mom prior? Like maybe like ten years ago, you talked about it, or fifteen years ago, or is this the first time you guys I, have really I talked swear. about it? We have talked about it numerous times, and I swear I I did research on it because I talked about it to somebody else, and I did research on it um twenty ten or fifteen years ago, and I found a news article that had said the guys had crashed the car in front of the house, but yet if I try to do research on it now, I can't find an article on it. Whoa, wait. Oh, so wait, the, so the newspaper article is gone. So this is a total like Mandela effect. Yes. Boom, gone. Yes. History has yes, changed. I, I, had, I had talked to another friend. I had talked to another friend who had who remembers it the way my brother and I remember it too. And we had, done, we had done research on it way back when, and we had found a news article that had photos in it of the car crash and this and that. And yet, if I try to find the news article now, it's it's completely gone. That's bizarre. So, yeah, our, yeah, our version doesn't exist. My mom has her version. We said, yeah, they, they, they stopped the car. It was like, you know, it was a high-speed car chase, but they ended up stopping them at the end of the driveway and just arresting them. There was no... They hid in our garage and wrecked your car. Like none of that ever happened. Which they is a like, huge, uh, huge thing to have to happen to you. Like that's how can someone not remember that? Like, like my grandma in the fifties, I think it was maybe even the forties. She stopped a bank robbery. She worked at a bank and she stopped a bank robbery. She was the one that like called on the sly and and, and basically the cops showed up and stopped a bank robbery, and you know. That happened like in the 40s or 50s, but I, you know, they always talked about it and it's always been that way. So how could, how could something that happened right there at your house be so different between you and your mom? Yeah, it was, it was like she, yeah, she looked at us really, and this is, we had this conversation, it was probably five weeks ago. It was the week after my father died. She's like, I, I don't remember any of that happening. And my brother and I are just looking at each other like, like, what are you talking about? That's like, so trippy. That happened. Yeah. Ashley, was, Ashley has really a good point. Weird. Ashley said, I wonder if you can call the police department and ask, you know, hey, do you have this story? Uh, you know, I, I either live there or I used to live there um, or my family still lives there, whatever. Um, can you tell me the story of what happened that night? Um, they, they've got to have a police record. Either either version of the story has to have a police record. 
Yeah, well, I, I would probably, I, I could probably, yeah, I might have to try that. I'd have to figure it out. This is, oh my gosh. But what if it's I, different? I, I what if, like, when the police... Like 40 years ago. What if the police give you, like, the totally different version of the story, the, the version that you and your brother don't remember that, that didn't happen? That's going to be even scarier. Oh, then, then, then I believe I completely, you know what? As everybody keeps talking about this whole, like you were going over different things. Um, no, it wasn't you. I was watching a whole Mandala Effect video. And they were going over, how do you remember this? And I'd be like, this is how I remember this. And the guy's like, no, that's not what happened. And I'm like, now hold on a minute. They remember it this way. And, you know, I, I believe it. I, I believe wholeheartedly it exists. So that's, yeah. I just, yeah. You know, that's you, the you thing. You can't mess with my version of things. That's that's exactly right. And see, that's the thing. Like when sometime I'll be talking about the Mandela effect with, uh, you know, some random friends prior to COVID when we'd actually just randomly hang out or whatever. And I they'd be like, the what? And I tell them about the Mandela effect. And I'd be like, all right, how do you remember? And I'll go through the Challenger accident or Nelson Mandela or Jif Peanut Butter. You know, like I'll go down the big ones and they'll just be like, oh, I don't know, maybe. And I was like, no, 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 not maybe. It's. One of that, that, it's that guttural feeling of that is not how that happened. Something has changed now. And, and you know that feeling deep down in your heart that that's wrong. Something's wrong. It's not the way it happened. So I get exactly what you mean by that. Like that feeling of, nope, nope, sorry, not going to, you're not going to change my mind. Something different happened. No, no, 100%. No, it, it, it's. That is the way it happened, regardless of if my mom keeps her story. The police could say, look, that's not what happened. You know, the, the article could say, okay, they were stopped in front of the house. I mean, no, that's not what happened. I know what happened that night, and you're not going to change my mind. Just, just like, you know, the, the other things, like when somebody said, I forget one of them was the, the Quaker Oats man or something. You know, I, I know what my version of it is. Oh, Exactly. No, look, you can never tell me that Stouffer stovetop stuffing didn't exist. I know it existed. There is no way you're ever going to convince me that that didn't, that never happened, that never existed. That effing happened. Oh my God, that happened. I know it did. There's so many, so many of those where I'm like, well, that's just not right. And then you look it up and like, come on, that is not right. That's not how I remember any of that stuff. Well, and I can't find, I spent my summer right after my, my birth father passed away. I was nine, ten in um, New Mexico. And I swear that the Taco Bell there had Strawberry Mountain Dew. And everybody's telling me Strawberry Mountain Dew never existed. Wait, no, I remember Strawberry Mountain Dew. Thank you. But I get told by how many people that there was never something called Strawberry Mountain Dew. Yeah, no, there was. And Taco Bell always has those weird flavors of Mountain Dew, so that would totally make sense. Okay, but I have a, a lot of other people that tell me they don't remember Strawberry Mountain Dew. You and I must I don't have like it. Like, existed in the same timeline. Oh, I agree completely. Oh, and, and Ashley, wait, Stouffer's stovetop stuffing never existed. That's right, Ashley. Blow your mind. Oh, yeah, Dave's saying Strawberry Mountain Dew was okay. real. Yes. That's real. Okay, I have other people who who say no, it never existed in their timeline. So I don't, I don't like this. One half a dozen of the other. Yep, I don't like it. It better, I better be able to Google Strawberry Mountain Dew right now, which I'm doing. Um, if if it okay. didn't exist, my I'm gonna get angry. He doesn't remember it. I'm gonna get angry if it never existed. Um, 
Strawberry was a Mountain Dew flavor variant that was only available test marketed at select restaurants. There we go. So it did exist. Okay. Oh, thank God. It did oh. exist. All right, because I was going to be okay. so angry if this was taken away from me as well. Um, I don't remember it being called Goji Citrus Strawberry Mountain Dew, but I just remember it being called Strawberry Mountain Dew. Okay, so it did exist. Okay. Oh, I thank God. I was trying to find proof of, um, what was the other mandala? Um, but wafer nutter butters, you know, the nutter butter cookies that are actually the cookies? Yeah. You, you, okay. I can't. I, I tried to Google them, and I couldn't find them. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, wait. What is this about Nutter Butters that they never existed? I can't find them. I was trying to prove to my husband that Nutter Butter used to have a cookie, not not the not the big flat Nutter Butters, but the actual cookie. Yeah. That had the chocolate wafer and the peanut butter inside them. Yeah. And he said he he doesn't he they never existed to me. Oh, and this no. Look, and I tried to Google them, and I can't find them. That that happened too. So you're right. Don't whatever whatever you think happened. I'm now 100 percent convinced that you're right because don't don't try to take take my stuff away. The good stuff like Nutter Butter and Strawberry Mountain Dew. Yes. Yeah. Thankfully, Mountain Dew. Okay, I, I agree with that then. But yeah, so not the crispy things like my said crispy thin nutter butters. These were the actual cookies that are shaped like the peanut. Like the peanut, yes. That's one that had a chocolate cookie, yeah. But when I tried to Google it, I can't find hide nor hair that they existed. All right. Maybe I'm just not Googling good enough. I, I, I hope that's the case because I want nutter butters to be real. I want them to have existed because, they, they you know, I ate nutter butters. I like nutter butters. Yeah, exactly, Don. Now I want a cookie. Yeah, all you're doing is making me hungry and thirsty for, for junk food. Oh, well, there you go. That's, that's my Mondavo <laughs> story that, that I, I will have to find that. I'll have to do a little more research because that, that's my brother and I have one version. My mother has another version. And yeah, no, seriously, find out if you can get to the bottom of that because, like I said, that's just bizarre that that's completely different for something that, that you know, that personal, that happened right there at your house. Of course that's going to stick in your mind and you're going to remember it exactly like it happened. That's bizarre. I will. Looks like Peppers has to go out. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 moved. Oh, but no, thank you so much for calling. Always, always, I'm so happy again that 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 it was you that called because I was afraid again. I was afraid I was getting pranked, but I'm. This is good. I love no, this. No pranks me. I'm I'm waiting. I'm ready to get my T-shirt now that I see that you have them on there. Heck yes! Seriously, thank you for calling. This was fantastic. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye now. Yes. And for those who don't know, Murder Bacon t-shirts. She gets one because she came up with Murder Bacon. So um, I think they're back online. I think everything's back up and running. So don't worry, Tracy. I'm going to get you your um, Murder Bacon t-shirt. I still owe James Polk his Paramaniac shirt um, because I can start ordering from him again. It was for the longest time I wasn't, I personally was not allowed to order from them, um, which was really kind of bumming me out. And all of a sudden, all my merch sales just tanked because they couldn't, uh, they couldn't supply anything. But yes, Tracy, you will get your murder bacon shirt because that was all you. You, if anybody deserves one, it's you. And then James Polk, don't worry, you're you're gonna get your Paramaniac shirt because I think I'm able to start ordering again. So those will happen. Um, can I say my story on here, Kara? You can totally do that. Um, look, it's just me on the phone. It's literally the I'm the I'm the easiest person to talk to. Um. 
it's up to you. If you want to tell your story in the chat, Kara, and I can say it on here, that's totally fine. But I always like hearing, especially from you. I, you know, you're on here a lot. I know you. Um, I always like hearing from the person themselves. Um, it's nothing scary. It's literally just me. So don't worry. Please, you know, feel free to call in if you want to. Everybody else is, is everybody's pressuring her. No pressure, Kara. You can, you can call in if you want to, if you don't want to call in, just put it in here and I'll just start reading it down there. But, uh, everybody's sick of hearing from me. They want to hear from you. They want to hear from the people themselves. While, while Kara's deciding, um, let me just say that that'll probably be the last call or story. If Kara just wants to write down her story right here. Um, but if she wants to call in, that'll be the last call or the story for the night. Um, once again, I'd like to thank the sponsor. You're seeing it right there on the screen. Dick on a desk, dickonadesk.com. It's not what you think. For those that are listening, they're going, what the hell is he talking about? It's not what you think. In the meantime, whichever way we decide to go, I'll start to wrap up. I'll, I'll banter a little bit and start to wrap up right now. Like I said, I have some guests coming up. I'm very excited about. I want to see if I can get one of the guests on here that you guys can um, interact with and talk with. Cause I always think that's fun when you guys are part of the, the show and ask, get to ask some questions. So hopefully that'll happen. Um, so anyhow, like I was saying, I'm hoping to have a couple of guests on the live shows because I think that's a little bit more interactive, a lot more fun. You guys get to ask questions beyond the questions that I can think of. And I always think that's a good thing. Um, I did ask the, um, the guy, Richard D Lewis from the, uh, paranormal Christian, I did ask him if he wanted to be on the live show. He hasn't responded yet. So hopefully he will he will be on this show as well because I think you guys can come up with some great religious questions for him. Again, I don't want him to feel attacked. Um, that's definitely not my intention, but I want you guys to be able to ask some questions as well. All righty. So let me start wrapping it up then because we're getting past the two-hour mark. That's when I like to start wrapping it up. Um, I'm hoping to have some more guests on here for you guys. I'm also... Hoping to have an episode out for you guys coming up very, very soon. Oh, thank you, Don. I appreciate the I appreciate the compliment about that episode. That Christian paranormal or paranormal Christian episode was it was a divisive episode. So I'm glad again. I, I appreciate all the kind words. I'm glad that you guys liked it. Like I said, if people want to get mad and hate me for it, that's fine. Like I said to him though, I think it's hilarious that I get more hate mail and in in you're going to hell kind of shit or kind of emails, oops, I didn't mean to swear, kind of emails from Christians. It's so like the non-Christian way of doing things, and I don't understand why they're not, you know, praying for my soul or whatever. But um, it was a little frustrating at times. But, uh, oh, good, I'm glad, Alicia. I'm glad you enjoyed the first live episode. Yeah, I, we missed you as well, Susan. I'm glad you were able to catch this show as well. It's fine. So I'm going to wrap it up. Let's just call it quits for this one. Thank you so, so much to everybody that called in. I it was a fantastic show. Some great callers. I got to look up a bunch of stuff about blue auras now and find out more about the blue auras and see what happens in uh, upcoming up in December on third or fourth. But anyhow, thank you all so much for listening. Once again, I am your host, Kurt Sandvik, and this has been another special live quarantine edition of Paranormal Almanac.
Aro, ya mulu bagnya ta. 